For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Okay, he is not tracking the spy balloon from China, Scott. No, no. So the Chinese are on Portland today. (laughs) They've put a spy balloon above the U.S. and it's getting a good look at some missile silos and bomber bases. And they're claiming it's a scientific balloon that just got blown off course. Really? Dude! Just happened to go straight from China over Alaska, over Canada, and right over where, what, nuclear missile silos are? Are you joking? Do you know the circumference of this thing? I mean, is this huge? I, I assume so, yes. It because, doesn't look huge. That's well, the, why. And the Pentagon is sitting there going, well, you know, this happens occasionally from time to time. And I'm like, that doesn't make it any better. Well, first of all, who knew it happened from time to time? Right. That a foreign country would be sending up balloons to spy on us. Yeah. And, but, but they're not going to take it down, right? They're not going to shoot it down? I guess not, because they're afraid of debris falling. Can't they, like, tie bricks to it and just kind of slowly drop it down? <laughs> Should we know what's on it? I, Should I we think, know what's in well, it? Well, they think it's a reconnaissance thing, like it's spying on people. Well, let's find out then. Let's, let's bring it down and figure it out. What, what was the first thing you thought when you saw the news breaking last night, Scott? The first thing I thought last yeah. night when I saw the news breaking was, why are they shooting it down? First thing I thought. And the second thing I thought was, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. Is it loaded with nukes? What, what's going on here? Right. Uh, well, Mark think? Esper, who was the defense secretary under Donald Trump, says Biden needs to just go ahead and down this thing. And he, he seems to suggest that there is a safe way to do it. Uh, a couple of audio clips to get to here. Here is what uh, Mark Esper, again, former defense secretary under Donald Trump, had to say. I'm surprised by this. I think it is a brazen act by the Chinese to do this. Um, we, we were just talking about whether or not it has more or less intelligence value than what they currently have. I, I don't think we know. And so my interest would be not necessarily shooting it down, but bringing, bringing it down so yeah. that we can capture the, the equipment and understand exactly what they do, they're doing. Are they taking pictures? Are they intercepting signals? What are they doing? And what is the level of uh, technical capability? It will tell us a lot about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to learn and what their capability is of doing that. Now, failing that, I would definitely shoot it down, uh, provided that there's no risk to people on the ground. Right. It's like, well, you got to bring it down. I like your idea of just getting some bricks and flying it up there yeah. and taking this thing down. And, the- and actually, also to su- promote the Super Bowl, had Travis Kelsey under it. There you go. <laughs> you know, go and catch it. Yeah, that dude will catch there it. There you yeah. go. I mean, I, I don't get. To me, this is like one of those ultimate. We can land on the moon, but uh, land a man on the moon, but we can't bring down a balloon. 
I, I I don't understand. So it so it's past Montana now, and it's over the Midwest. So if you're in the region, look up and say hi to yeah. your soon to be communist overlords. Um, it is very strange. And and again, when I was reading some of the developments about this. One, when the Pentagon says, well, this has happened in prior administrations, I think, well, that's not, again, you would think if it's happened before, then you would think that someone would have figured out a way to take this thing down safely, right? You would not just yeah, say, well, yeah. well, that's just what happens. You know, hey, you know, the Chinese communists, they just put a balloon over us. They're spying on our missile silos and whatever. You know, and I, another thing I thought, I thought three things. Another thing I thought was, I don't, again, this is insane, I realize. But that they were like shooting some sort of virus around the country out of this thing. <laughs> they're, just, they're spraying yeah. COVID spraying, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah they say knew? it's a weather balloon, though. That's that's what they're claiming right now. Uh, what would China have to do with Montana? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't okay. make any sense. And um, blew off course. Okay, got yeah, it. it just blew off course. And 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 look, Mark Esper's whole point again, former Defense Secretary under Donald Trump, has a little bit of experience and knowledge in this particular field. Uh, it says, look, it's not just about what this spy balloon may or may not be doing. It's about sending a message. You have to tell. This is, again, a perfect example of uh, of being able to say, get off my lawn. Yes. You can do it. You're over, you're over the United States of America, okay? We are going to take this thing down. And anyway, here's uh, one more clip from Mark Esper today. They, they obviously are looking for something. They need information that I would assume they can't get through satellites. And so that's why I would be very interested in getting hold of this, uh, whatever the payload is, and understanding exactly what they're looking for and why. And then, of course, it gives us a good sense of their level of technological capability. The Chinese have been spying on us for years, for decades. We know the FBI tells us that, what, every 12 hours they open up an espionage case. To me, this is a brazen act. And so at the political level, we have to push back. We have to defend American sovereignty. And uh, we have to make clear to the Chinese that we're not going to tolerate this. Yeah, that, that's not a left, right, or center issue. This is about, if I mean, well, I guess if you hate America, then fine, you'd yeah. be against this. But uh, one of the analysts I saw on television this morning was saying, well, we got to think about how the Chinese would react if we took this down. No, we don't. No, we don't. They put it over our country. It's time right. that China start worrying what the United States is going to do if they continue to do this kind of stuff. Jeez. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to sound come off sounding like a warmonger because I don't want a war with China. That would be devastating economically and, and the loss of life, obviously, of American soldiers. If we can avoid it, we should. That being said, you have to stand up for this country. You have got to be able to say, no, you're not going to mess with us this way. And one of the theories that I, I tend to lean towards, and I, again, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't have any, any, you know, particularly inside knowledge, but uh, one of the thoughts is that because the Secretary of State was scheduled to go have like high-level talks in China, which mm -hmm. those have been postponed now as a result of this, yep. that really, like, he was supposed to fly out today to do it. So one of the thoughts was uh, maybe, just maybe. Uh, we are in a situation where uh, uh, the Chinese were basically just testing us to see what our reaction to something like that would be. Um, and so, I again, I I really don't think anyone out there saying, well, you got to think about what the retribution would be from China. Uh, remember when we had a, a plane fly into their airspace and they forced it down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And I think it's time that we, we start to, you know, what's the point of having bleep you money if you're not willing to use it? You know, 
<laughs> well, apparently they're trying to soften this a little bit because there's a basket under the balloon and there's some Ed Asner lookalike guy. There you there. go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's up. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Uh, meanwhile, on the economic front, what, 500-something thousand new jobs created uh, in the last month, which, again, this, this economy continues to be rather perplexing because people's wages have, in, in real terms, have gone backwards due to inflation and rising costs everywhere in every facet of their lives. And yet, you know, you have a very strong labor market. It's very strange. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, you know, there, there is a lot of evidence to suggest that there are a lot of part-time positions that are juicing yeah. the numbers a little bit. You don't know how much of this is temporary hiring, especially when you see Amazon, you see Microsoft, Facebook, all of these companies, REI out of Seattle, uh, laying people off. It just seems very weird that then you would have this hiring spree happen right now. But even though it looked like, on paper at least, pretty good news, the president came out today and still had to lie. This is astounding. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So someone asked specifically, uh, do you take any responsibility for the inflation? Because, yes, you can look back and say this is the lowest unemployment rate since, what, 1969 or something like that. But at the same time, people are going backwards because everything is so damn expensive. And so he was asked again, uh, do you take responsibility for inflation? Are you taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Dude. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. That, that is an It was during lie. the pandemic. Well, it, it, it's an outright lie. One, because inflation was at 1.4%, as opposed to 8 or 9% or whatever we've got uh, going right now. Uh, the other thing is... Uh, that's actually not true. We were not hemorrhaging jobs. Jobs were coming back because states were starting to Reopening. reopen and things yeah. like that. So the jobs were coming back. So inflation is kind of on Joe Biden. But again, he's president bystander. Everything just kind of happens to him or around him, not because of him. That's just what it, it will take credit for these jobs that have been created and not even really created. And for the most part, they've just been replenished. Uh, but you're not going to take any responsibility for spending like crazy, uh, which drove up inflation at this point. It, well, and every blue state was. was still locked down when he took office. Right. I mean, when you have a state like California and New York. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois just barely starting to open back up, and especially New York and California yeah. as two of the major economic drivers uh, in terms of states in this country. Uh, when they're just starting to open up, I mean, they were holding the country back from the top line level. And so for him to take it or for him to take credit for that stuff, but then ignore inflation, it's just it's more of the same. The guy's a senile old fool and he lies all the time. Meanwhile, uh, I don't know if you've heard this. Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, uh, the brains he, of the outfit. Yes, he is. He is leaving uh, his post, he says, as planned or whatever. Did you hear him cry? Another one? Yeah, during his farewell oh my speech. Gosh, this is, no. Here is Ron Klain bidding right. farewell. What is the best souvenir I got in two years as White House Chief of Staff? And my answer is very simple. It's this rock. <laughs> this plate, it's civil rock. It was given to me a year ago on one of our darker days by Louisa Terrell. And uh, it's always symbolized to me the fact that this team has been rock solid in their support of our agenda and the president, we've never wavered. We've been as solid as a rock. 
What happened to men, Scott? I don't know. I don't know. We get the blubbering mess going on all the time now. Right. It's like these guys. It's like, yeah. look, there, there's there's really only three situations in life where you, as as a man, can weep like that. And it has to be like the death of a family member, the death yeah. of your dog, yeah, or when your kid wins the World Series. That's it. And look, I, <laughs> I'm not, I, and I'm not even one of those guys who's like, no, dudes should never show emotions. I mean, that was a joke, what I just said. But, you know, uh, but man, when you see these guys who are running this country, just. Yeah, I mean, if your if your grandfather gave you a rock when you were a young child and said, this is whatever it's yeah. for, whatever meaning behind it, I get maybe perhaps being a little, you know, sentimental about stuff, stuff mm-hmm. like that. He also said yesterday that Joe Biden taught him how to be a father. Is that true or are you joking? That's, no, I'm not. That Joe Biden taught him how to taught be a him father? How to be a father, yeah. All right, how many stints in rehab have his kids gone Jeez. through? I, that one was like, Oh, my Whoa. goodness. Yeah, that is, I mean, look, I, it, again, I think Hunter Biden is fair game because he was trading off of the family name and there's obvious corruption that was happening yeah. with Hunter Biden. Um, you know, I we don't go after Ashley Biden, really, because she's not in the public spotlight, but she was not a part of the Biden campaign in 2020 because she was in rehab, too. Rehab. And I, that so, was a perplexing statement. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like saying O.J. Simpson taught me how to be a good husband. Yeah, that's, right. It's yeah. crazy. All right, off and running on a Friday. We've got an update on Ilhan Omar. She claims Republicans just don't want Muslims to have opinions. Uh, we'll get to that yeah. much more. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. We will be uh, keeping an eye on that Chinese spy balloon that's uh, going over the United States. Uh, Jamie Markley is on special assignment. I, I don't think he was called in to handle this particular crisis, Scott. We should have bought time to promote the show on that thing. Yeah, really. <laughs> Just put a nice little billboard on it. Yeah, nice little logo on it, yeah. Well, the uh, Pentagon spokesman was asked about whether or not there was any consideration to shoot this thing down. See. Thank you, Pat. There we go. Uh, you said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? Yeah, so, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options um, and considering the, the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage, again, uh, running through the the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air. And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. And if I may... You- uh-huh. 
Just reviewing some options here. I guess, I mean, if I'm wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt, I suppose you could say, well, you know, we don't really know what's even on it right now. Is this something that if we shoot it down, aside from any sort of debris that may be flying around here, uh, you know, there may the what if the Chinese had put something on it? I what don't if know. Trying to smuggle illegals on that thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the thing. But but the, I guess I'm in a position right now where I can kind of understand that. But again, everyone associated with this administration can't be trusted. No, especially when it comes to putting America first. They that we just cannot believe that they have our best interests in mind. And, you know, to me, it sort of seems like they're just trying to play nice with the Chinese. And maybe you could say this gives them the upper hand, a little bit of leverage, perhaps, against the Chinese in any sort of future negotiations. Hey, you put this spy balloon above our airspace or in our airspace. Uh, remember that. Remember our response. Remember that we were pretty cool and level-headed about that. But at the same time, man, get the hell off my lawn. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I, you know, I, I don't know what I expect the Pentagon spokesman to say here. I, he's not, I don't know. I would like to see a little bit of, you know, gumption to just say, well, no, obviously this is outrageous, and obviously there's going to be hell to pay for this. You can't just send a spy satellite or a spy uh, uh, balloon over the United States and expect to not really hear from us here. I mean, but that's not, exactly what's going on. Yeah, I know. I mean, they, what, what, what is the end mission for this thing? I mean, some of it, if, 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 if the reports are true, you know, you're, you're talking about something potentially taking photos of, like, nuclear silos. So this, but the, the wind is carrying this, I guess, now, right? Oh, yeah, Pushing they just put the balloon up and it's... Directionally? In, yeah, yeah, and it'll just kind of sweep its way across. Uh, maybe it's going to Florida, I don't know, you know, maybe it just wants to vacation, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they're stealing Netflix accounts. <laughs> That's it. Uh, meanwhile, far-left Democrat Ilhan Omar was booted off of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, ostensibly over her anti-Semitic rhetoric in the past. Uh, well, she showed up on Joy Reid's show on MSNBC and claimed this was all about Islamophobia. Oh, God. Because of course it is, right? It's nothing they ever did. We right? know what this is, this is about. Uh, this is about saying this particular member of Congress is not allowed to have a voice on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah. This particular member of, um, of Congress is someone that we don't think is uh, appropriate in voicing. And that comes back to the fact that they don't actually think Muslims um, or you know, refugees or immigrants in this country can appropriately criticize U.S. policy, mm -hmm. can appropriately criticize, um, you know, policies of, of other countries. Uh, and uh, to me, that is against my First Amendment rights. No. I'm so sick of this stuff. No, you don't, you don't get to claim racism and Islamophobia no, and refugee phobia, which apparently they, they believe is a thing. No, it, maybe it's because of who you are, not what you are. Everything. About what you've already said. Right. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.
Dave Van Kemp. There is Scott Robbins. Jenny Murphy is on special assignment. He is uh, oiling up a 50 cal and he's uh, getting ready to pop that balloon that the Chinese communists have put oh, man. over America. We are getting all kinds of conspiracy theories, or theories, I should say. Oh, yeah? What, what, what's your... What, do you have, uh, like, a well, top three that you want to no, share? No, I don't have three, necessarily. Some are saying smokescreen to keep your eye off the, the documents. Others are saying perhaps they're dropping documents from the, <laughs> from the balloon. It's just yeah. all kinds of stuff right now. Yeah, it could be. I mean, we don't know. The thing is, we don't know anything right now. And I, and I wish we would take it down because that way at least we'd have some sort of working knowledge about what's inside that thing yeah. and what it is they're up to. Well, and again, here's what the uh, 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 spokesman for the Pentagon had to say about this. Uh-huh. Thank you, Pat. Uh, you said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? Yeah, so, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options um, and considering the, the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage, again, uh, running through the, the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air. And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. And if I may... I mean, what else would a spy plane be doing or spy, spy balloon? Right. I mean, you it's would, spying on you. Like, we know it's not a weather balloon like the Chinese have said no. it is. It's not a weather balloon. That's ridiculous. Um, and we believe it's probably taking pictures. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at Chi's Facebook page, he just posted one of an aerial view of Montana. <laughs> that, well, exactly. Oh, so where did he get that? It's like it's like a United States selfie is what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Uh, it's that time of day. Uh, we go around the horn and say what our favorite stories is. I guess I'll start off with what's my story. Uh, Joe Biden bragged about the diversity of his administration. I don't know if you heard this, uh, where he was giving out statistics about the makeup of his uh, administration. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. What? More than half the women in my administration are women, which is actually true. Well, because you he's got at, a couple of people in his administration who are men who Levine, say they're women, right? Yeah, Admiral Levine. There you go. And the uh, the baggage handler. Yeah, well, I guess he's out, right? The, yeah, the baggage handler, the the luggage yeah. thief. Mm -hmm. is no longer in the administration. All right, what is your story today, Scott? Well, my story is, giving the plethora that we've seen of uh, left-wing media lapdogs who just continue to spew the most ridiculous nonsense every day, MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell, known for his melodrama, this guy, you talk about dinner theater, this guy, uh, O'Donnell went back to the Capitol for the first time since the January 6th riot insurrection. Uh, O'Donnell's uh, description of his feelings was pretty funny, and I'd like to read it for you now, because this is off his Twitter account, I guess. Today is my first time inside the Capitol since January 6th. Oh, sure, everything looks the same, but it doesn't feel the same. Maybe I'll get used to it again, but now it feels like a visit to a historic battlefield. Out of every window, you see the paths of attackers. 
You okay, man? What is wrong with you? Yeah, a historic battlefield where most of the people involved just kind of wandered around, took selfies, and walked away. You know, you want to be traumatized by something, jackass? Maybe you should have hit the streets of Portland during that time. Right. Maybe Minneapolis would have been good. Or the, I don't know, the streets of Washington, D.C. at the time that Trump was being inaugurated. Yes. Where you had hundreds of police officers injured because of rioters. I mean, that looked like an insurrection to me. Oh, but Mm -hmm. it didn't take place in the Capitol, so it doesn't feel all that historic, does it? Yeah. Well, Mm. we we conservatives do have hearts, and for me to ask if you're okay, man. Yeah. There's something real wrong with you. Well, there real is, man. It's you. it's the melodrama. That's just what it what it always comes down to. It See, has this to is be the it. stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the stuff. Everyone's a racist. Everyone's a mm. sexist. Everyone's a homophobe. Everyone's a transphobe. Right. All you have to do is disagree with them. Yes. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. That's why these words don't mean anything anymore. I mean, there used to be teeth behind somebody being called a racist. Mm-hmm. There was teeth behind that. When you called somebody out and said that about them, they were probably wearing a hood. Or they were doing something so egregious that you had no other word to use. Yeah. But now it's anybody who disagrees with me, everybody who doesn't think Ilan Omar should have been removed is a racist. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, well, I mean, look, uh, oh, who was, well, here's AOC talking about it yesterday. Ilan Omar getting booted off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. I mean, losing her mind. Disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and Uh. you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire <laughs> amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United mm. States of America. Yeah. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. It's all dramatic. You're right. I mean, from top to bottom, everyone on the left makes everything out to be this horrible thing. I mean, remember also Rashida Tlaib talking about it yesterday about Ilhan Omar as well. You are showing who you all are, really. The gentlewoman's time has expired. will not be silenced. Yeah, you will. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, I am so sorry that our country is failing you today through this chamber. The the gentleman is no longer recognized. (laughs) Nut, just nutty, man. It's, yes, of course it's nutty. That's all they have, though, Scott. All they have is, I mean, you think about this. They're all depressed theater kids. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day. And they're not even like the good theater kids who are like good at acting. And then they said, okay, well, I'm going to either use this to go to college or I'll just let that be a high school thing. These were the people who never got lead roles in high school theater and uh, have been bitter about it ever since. They were never the popular kids at school. And they they only surround themselves, and the only social circles they run in are people who agree with them 100% of the time. Right. And tell them how great they are. And they believe it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You don't have to agree with, or, I mean, you don't have to uh, even disagree with somebody, but you got to have a friend around you who's going to call you out when you're being completely ridiculous. That's right. 
when you're when you're out there crying and saying America's failed you, Ilan Omar. <laughs> America's failed Ilan Omar. Yes. She's an elected member of Congress. Yes. Who? What a failure! Uh, an elected member of Congress who, as a child, fled Somalia, found a home here under the refugee program, wound up becoming a United States citizen, and then wound up being in one of the more powerful positions in yeah. the federal government. It's a terrible place, isn't it? But because she can't sit on a committee, America has failed right. her. Please. Because she can't sit on a committee. Yeah. Uh, all and right. b- by the way, this is politics being politics, too. Of course it is. When you have the majority, of course this happens. Yeah. I mean, they, they, yes, period. I mean, that, that's, yes. that's the thing. I mean, the only thing I'm disappointed about or by about this entire thing is that Republicans didn't make it clear. The reason we're doing this is because you guys played stompy foot with committee assignments while y'all were in power. Yeah. They explicitly told them two years ago, hey, you start playing these games, we're going to start playing them right back at you. And now what? Democrats are crying because they're playing the games back at them? I don't know, man. Jeez. I don't buy it. Uh, Meanwhile, I I just heard a new theory about what uh, or who is responsible for that Chinese uh, spy balloon. Really? And that would be one representative Hank Johnson of Georgia. Hank Johnson? A Democrat. If you remember, years ago, years ago, he talked about the absolute need for us to support balloons in America. If you remember this speech from years ago. This Tea Party Congress will make the tough choice to keep children's birthday parties on schedule and give industries that rely on helium the lift that they deserve. Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. How can we make sure that the injustice of there being no helium for comedians to get that high-pitched voice that we all (laughs) hold near and dear to our hearts? Imagine a world without balloons. Imagine a world without balloons. Imagine a world without Chinese spy balloons, if you will, Mr. Speaker. This right-wing MAGA Republican Congress doesn't want the Chinese to have spy balloons flying over Montana. No Chinese child has ever heard a comedian with a funny voice. (laughs) Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without spy balloons. Thank you for that guy. I mean... Cataloging his greatest hits is difficult. It takes up so much space on our hard drive. I mean, well, this guy, I mean, yeah, obviously my favorite one is Hank talking about Guam tipping over, but, you know. And the Giants? He's just, he was worried about. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> I love that, man. You got this general. He's like, I have dedicated my life to the service of this country, putting my life on the line and putting other young men's life on the line in order to keep America safe. And I got to an answer to this buffoon. Come on. Come on. So I don't know, man. I like the theory that Hank Johnson has something to do with this spy balloon. I don't think there's any any merit to it. But, you know, hey, who, who knows? We know he is, he is on the record lamenting. The possibility of a world without balloons. 
I think Xi Jinping should just mess with America now and come out and do a press conference after inhaling some helium. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but just yeah, have man. the guy have have the guy interpreting it too have have the same yeah. thing. He has yeah. to suck in the helium too. Right. Awesome. Golly. Oh, man. All right. So we'll be uh, keeping an eye on what is actually happening with that Chinese spy balloon. Uh, we got a news update on the way. <laughs> this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins Show. close eye on that Chinese spy balloon that's up in the air right now keeping an eye on it right they got they they've they've got the telescopes out and they're tracking it they say that it'll be over the U.S. uh for a few days Scott few days yeah a few days I hear it's already like over Lake Superior now is that true yeah okay so I guess what what was it supposed to do stay in Canada or something yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that's presumably what happened although I think maybe this is a joint invasion on the part of Canada and uh, China I'm going to be very surprised if some somebody just doesn't take a shot at it well somebody probably will or somebody probably already has but uh, you know out of any sort of rifle you're not going to hit it it's way too far up yeah gravity is going to take that bullet right back down and hit somebody else i mean that's right. the that's the scary part is you know yeah. don't don't shoot at the chinese spy balloon okay no. just psa all right if no. you see it right you know just wave at it uh, i don't know moon it something i don't know what are you supposed to do just don't don't shoot at it that's dumb um yeah but the uh the pentagon is saying that uh, they have assessed that it does not pose a risk to people at least uh, as it's traversing the continental United States for the next couple of days. Crazy. Could you imagine, Scott, what the reaction would be if in, the, in this exact same situation, if Trump were president right now? Oh, jeez. It would be like, well, he's probably teaming up with the Russians and right. the Chinese. Right. And, they're, and they're, so he's in support of this. They would have been make America great on the side of the balloon. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, and, and no, in it's, fairness, no, dude, it, it's. I can't believe though we're already going. Well, there's really nothing, you know. Yeah, there's nothing we nothing know. to worry about here. Well, the, the initial statement too was, well, this does happen from time to time. It does. Yeah, I know. Since well, that's, when? That's not good. That's not good to 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 say that <laughs> Chinese regularly send spy balloons over the United States. That that seems like a problem that should have been worked on in the past. I want to know what information it's picking up and what it's sending back. Right. What? Well, yeah. I mean, I, well, if anything. Well, the Chinese have told us that uh, this can't get any more uh, detailed footage than any of their low orbit satellites, so that's okay. Yeah. Okay. okay except except it's like there, right? You know, you can see it with right, the naked eye. It. Yeah. Did, did Did you see? By the way, I don't know because this is just such a weird. Uh, uh, time to be alive. Uh, the Naval Insti- U.S. Naval Institute tweeted this out, uh, saying, since Chinese spy balloon is trending, in 1945, the crew of the USS New York spotted a f- uh, sphere that they thought might be a Japanese balloon weapon. 
The captain ordered it shot down, but none of the guns could score a hit. Finally, a navigator realized they were attacking Venus. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know some people might say that that's a bit of a blunder. Uh-huh. When is the last time you ever heard anything out of Venus in terms Venus. of an invasion, okay? Uh, that's true. They're not talking about annexing Jupiter. They're not no. talking about going after Mars, much less Earth. So I think they were heroes that the day. The last time oh. we heard about Venus was Bananarama. Right, they, exactly. The cover song, yeah. So there you go, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, don't, don't knock it until you realize, I mean, until you think <laughs> about it. Because Venus has not invaded, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a really cool story out there. Uh, a kid at a high school basketball game in North Dakota made a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot under 25 seconds. Wow. To win $10,000. J.J. Franks. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, the play-by-play commentary and his mom talking about the experience. I was thinking, I'm probably not going to make it, but I just got to try and hope it goes in. First three, I thought, you know, he has some basketball talent, but the last shot really, I think, was maybe more a gift from God than it was some natural talent. Ouch. What'd he win? $10,000. Nice. I'm telling you, man, that guy needs to be, in, that kid needs to be in charge of figuring out what to do with that Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's on special assignment. He's tracking the Chinese spy balloon. Trying to figure oh, by out the how way, to take that thing down. There looks like there's writing on it of some kind. Uh, a brand name? I don't know. No, it, well, I just saw some pictures of it. And it says, Eric, happy Valentine's Day. Love Fang Fang. <laughs> now, I don't know if you can see that or not on TV. That's a pretty good joke, man. It's not bad. Eric Swalwell had yeah. the affair with the Chinese spy, and maybe this yeah. is like this is like one of those uh, uh, what do they call them the the the, the door to door singing Valentine's Day right. guys. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's like that. Yeah. It's just a nice little Valentine's Day balloon, a little bit early. That's what they meant by it went off course. It was supposed to go down to California. Yeah. To tell Eric Swalwell, happy wow. Valentine's Day. Uh, the Pentagon was asked, hey, uh, what do you know about this? Why aren't you telling us all everything? And uh, does the public have a right to know what the deal is with this balloon? And here yeah. is uh, that exchange. Is the, is the position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand my being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. There you go. Look up well, in the sky. That's a smart-ass answer. Isn't yeah, it? you can yeah. see where the balloon is if you're, yeah. if you're so inclined. I mean, it really isn't that hard to track. I'm not really sure why they're not doing an hour-by-hour tracking of it. 
You know, if if it's as simple as, hey, you can, I mean, I, I know that they are tracking it hour by hour, but why not have that publicly available? Because if you can look up in the sky and see it, then certainly you would want to, I don't know, it, it seems like it wouldn't be all that big of a deal to not have this thing uh, publicized where exactly it was. So you can, I don't know, be a part of history, go out and, and look at it and wave. How How is it possible, too, that you can tell people, that this happens, yeah, this happens with some frequency. Nothing yeah. to see here. No I big deal. I mean, how do you know that? Yeah, well, I mean, apparently they do, and this is the first time that anyone's ever noticed it. I don't know, man. How uh, could you not notice that in the sky? Yeah, you know, this is one of those times when I do wish that we had a guy like Donald Trump back in the White House. I mean, I wish that every single day, but yeah. uh, especially in a situation like this, because you have a Chinese spy balloon flying over the country, and it doesn't really seem like there's much of a sense of urgency publicly from yeah. the president of the United States or any of his staffers. Mark Esper, who was the defense secretary under Donald Trump, says, hey, look, Biden, you got to take this thing down as easily or as, as safely as you possibly can. You know, you had suggested, Scott, you know, weighing it down with bricks or something like that, but do something right. There's got to be a way to take this thing down safely. Uh, And especially if this has happened before, right? I mean, you you would, you would expect if this has happened before, then you've had a few dry runs. You've had a few cracks at this. Yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway, here's Mark Esper. They, They obviously are looking for something. They need information that I would assume they can't get through satellites. And so that's why I would be very interested in getting hold of this, uh, whatever the payload is, and understanding exactly what they're looking for and why. And then, of course, it gives us a good sense of their level of technological capability. The Chinese have been spying on us for years, for decades. We know the FBI tells us that, what, every 12 hours they open up an espionage case. To me, this is a brazen act. And so at the political level, we have to push back. We have to defend American sovereignty. And uh, we have to make clear to the Chinese that we're not going to tolerate this. Well, yeah. How hard is that? It isn't. I mean, they're not. I, again, I, I wonder how much of this is just poking the bear on the part of the Chinese, knowing that the Secretary of State was supposed to be going to Beijing to meet with high-level officials in China. And so they're just saying, hey, let's gauge the United States response if we were to put a little spy balloon over there or in their airspace. But uh, uh, no matter what, it's not acceptable. And you have to make that very clear. We're not going to allow you to do this kind of stuff because right now we do look weak. And the trip's been canceled, so... Yeah, the trip was canceled, and okay, so what, we're going to send another sternly worded letter? I mean, they're dropping spy balloons on America, and uh, what, we're, we're just going to basically say we're assessing the situation, and that's it? Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think this is one of those times when I know that there are serious discussions happening behind the scenes. I accept that. I, I understand. And there are people who don't play games who are leading those conversations, having those conversations uh, with military and and everybody else. This is one of those times you have to have a public posture of strength. You have to. Uh, you got to go out and you've got to tell people we're not going to put up with this and there are going to be consequences for them not keeping track of where, of where this stuff is. Because best case scenario, they just, this is what the Chinese government is saying, oh, we just, we just lost control of it. It drifted off course. That's what they're saying. Okay, well, that's an accident that cannot happen. Either way, there have to be consequences with this. And I'm not talking about just the cancellation of some stupid meeting that Anthony Blinken was going to go to. You've actually got to make them pay for this. But they're not going to do that because they're cowards. That's it. They they know how to write strongly worded letters that no one else listens to. And I don't know how far and how deep the Biden family's 
pockets are being lined by the Chinese government <laughs> right. either. We don't, we don't know that. For no, sure. we don't. We don't know that. Uh, meanwhile, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez claims that Republicans are trying to have her killed and yes. are engaged in literal terrorism against her. So she was on CNN last night uh, talking about Ilhan Omar another far-left representative in the so-called squad, uh, being booted off of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, oh, this is just Islamophobia, they hate women of color, blah, 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 freaking blah. That's their go-to all the time. And as you've said plenty of times, Scott, the, the terms like racism, Islamophobia, they don't mean anything because yeah, when see. everything is that, then nothing is that. Right, and everything they disagree with, that's what, that's what they put you in the box as a racist. And, and she says, look, I, I, I can speak from personal experience about the hatred of Republicans because they're trying to have me go. Oh, shut up. Here, here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think it's uncomfortable um, serving with people who engage in what many experts deem stochastic terrorism. Um, but I have had to ride, as, a, as has Representative Omar, I've had to, consistently had to ride in 20,000-pound armored vehicles. This is not just about a tweet. It is about what life looks like. Yeah. Well, one, so, so t you looked confused when she said stochastic st terrorism. Stochastic terrorism? So th this is the public demonization of a person or a group resulting in the incitement of a violent act. Which, uh, the first time I started seeing this was uh, trans activists going after Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire. Because Matt Walsh has gone out and said, uh, this whole gender ideology stuff is a scam. It's not real, and you're hurting kids with it. Stop. Cut it out. And so the trans activists come out and say, because uh, they realize that uh, the whole you're wanting to get kids to kill themselves argument wasn't working on him. So they accused him of being a stochastic terrorist, which, uh, it, again, it, it, it's stupid. It is really stupid. Nobody, Matt Walsh is not encouraging violence against any trans person. It's encouraging people to think for themselves and not fall for Again, uh, what some activist is saying. What's Matt Walsh's sin? He disagrees with their decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. So I disagree with your decisions. Here's why I disagree with your decisions. The other but now, thing is, now he wants us killed. Yeah, because that's what they do. So now that's that's going to be the new left's talking point yeah. is that if you have a problem with them, you're a still you're engaged in stochastic terrorism. You want to get them killed. So we're supposed to believe, too, this was the thing that was like the red flag to me. She says that she rides around in a 20,000-pound armored vehicle. Yeah. That, that's almost twice the weight of a Brinks truck. And it's heavier than the presidential limo. And yet no one's ever heard about this armored vehicle that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez rides around in until today. Come on. She's lying. I thought she had like a little electric car that she she's had. got a Tesla or she That's had what one. I thought. I don't know if yeah. she's traded it in, but 20,000 pound Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I maybe when she's going into the Capitol or something, she's got uh, she's got some sort of security detail. No, um, I would if I were elected uh, member of Congress, just because I think that would probably be appropriate. But um, but yeah, this idea that she's riding around in a 20,000 pound armored vehicle is ridiculous and then remember and it's also obviously not true because remember when roe v wade was overturned and then she was walking down the street in the bronx to get her nails done as a form of protest yeah 
Remember this? I, I just want to play this because it shows how ridiculous this entire thing is. Um, I want to talk about personal acts of reclamation. I need to redo my nails. And I've decided that I'm going to use my new manicure as almost like a personal act of reclamation for me and my story. <laughs> you and your story? Yes, you and your story. A political uh, or an act of reclamation mm -hmm. getting my nails done. Yes. It's a form of resistance, Scott. And I noticed that she was walking, not in a heavily armored vehicle. vehicle right. Hmm. She lies all the time. This is one of the reasons why when I, I every once in a while I'll hear from some lefty who's hate, hate listens to the show or whatever. Says, why aren't you going to talk about George Santos? That the liar from Long yeah. Island. Like yeah. one, we have talked about him, but right. no, it's not all that top of mind. Because honestly, I hear every day she lies. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez lies about the most ridiculous things. And lefties don't have anything to say about it. So ask me how much I care as someone who generally votes Republican care about some congressman from Long Island saying that he was a star volleyball player. <laughs> the guy's a kook. I mean, okay. He, he is a kook. He's a kook. But, but, but it's like then you look at the president of the United States. Who, yeah. I mean, you look at his body of work. He claimed twice in the last few months that his kid was killed in Iraq. And he marched in Selma. He marched, and, he marched in the civil rights movement. Yeah, I mean, none yeah. of this stuff is true. No. I, this guy lies all the time, too. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just so silly, all of this. And then I she's talking see. about stochastic terrorism. I don't know if you've heard about this story. There's a Republican city councilwoman in New Jersey who was assassinated outside of her home in Sarahville. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. The FBI is now involved in the investigation of the murder of uh, uh, Eunice Dwumfor. Uh, apparently she was in her SUV when she got shot multiple times. The SUV wound up hitting two cars because she was driving it, I guess. Uh, she was already dead when the cops got there. Um, and again, we don't have many details about what happened, but I mean, dude, if this is a Democrat who was just assassinated, obviously that's like the lead story everywhere. And yeah. it's talking about MAGA Republicans and insurrection and all this. And again, I don't know. Maybe there were people in her personal life that were up to no good and took her out for one reason or another. But it is just, again, shocking that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can get out there and lie about having death threats from Congress members. And no pushback for that when you do have a Republican lawmaker at a local level who just got shot to death outside of her house. Jeez. It is just... Uh, it is crazy. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on a lighter note, a top White House economic advisor is stepping down. Brian Deese oh, is, uh, is going to be going. And I want to review the game film. All right. Give a little bit of a, 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 a eulogy, a sending off of Brian Deese and his greatest hits, because this guy is one of the worst that's oh, yeah. ever gone through the White House. We'll get to that much more. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Well, a top White House economic advisor is stepping down. I should say the top 
White House economic advisor, Brian Deese. Now, th- this wasn't a big surprise. A lot of people are moving around right now. You're past the midterms. You know, it's kind of this mad dash to get into whatever uh, uh, hedge fund or whatever uh, advocacy group or lobbying group. Uh, you well, they've got run. two years to claim they're not responsible for this mess either. Well, so. well exactly, yes. And yeah. so I do, as I usually do when politicians resign or leave <laughs> office, oh, especially if they have played a prominent role in destroying the country, I like to put together a little eulogy for their time oh, in politics. Yeah. Brian and so, Deese, this is for you, huh? Yes, and, and we have talked about him many times on this program, and so here is the eulogy for <laughs> Brian Deese featuring his greatest hits. If you take out beef, pork, and poultry, we've actually seen in, uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. I will remember you. We'll use all of the tools at our disposal. I think the price increases that we've seen, uh, we know why that is happening, and it's because uh, uh, Putin invaded Ukraine. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. We have to stand up for to, to Putin's aggression. High prices are hitting Americans very hard, but uh, they're, they're in, in a way that is different from some places that are facing famine, for example. Uh, if you just take that, you, you the think, first one and the last one, just take those two. Th- this is how reprehensible this human being Golly, really is. Yeah. Is okay. So yeah, when uh, people were getting really concerned about inflation in 2021, he comes out and he says, "Well, if you're worried about grocery prices, let me tell you something interesting. If you take out poultry, pork, and beef." Uh, price increase is pretty much in line with historical norms. No big deal. If you take out the things that people want to eat, then <laughs> it's fine. You're going to save money at the grocery store. Just what eat lentils, okay? Dope. Yeah, you got crickets yeah. in the backyard. Just go eat those crickets. Jeez. And then, yeah, my favorite was, you're right, the last one in that little uh, obituary is my favorite one where he says, yeah, I mean, food prices are, are tough, but it's not as bad in places that are facing famine. <laughs> famine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could be facing famine. I, come on. I I, let's just let's just all agree that that's a given that anything above famine is better Gosh. than famine. Yes, but but famine is not the standard for the United States of America. That's not how this works. Holy smokes! We, <laughs> I mean, come on. These people were running government. Yes, they were. These run- people they were running our country. Gosh, and we wonder why or how we got into the mess that we're in right now. No kidding, you're out there selling this, yeah, and people are nodding their head. Oh, 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 well, you know. (laughs) Uh, Some good news to report: Uh, police have arrested a guy that they think stole the two emperor tamarind monkeys from the Dallas Zoo. Oh, they got him earlier this week. Yeah, the zoo officials are like, "Hey, wait a minute, we're we're missing a couple of monkeys. What happened here?" Yeah, and they did manage to get a photo of the of a person of interest here. So this 24 year old guy wound up getting arrested here. He was tracked down at the Dallas Aquarium. I don't know if he was planning on stealing a shark or something. I have no idea. But he was at the aquarium yesterday, and uh, so they they wound up getting him uh, after all. Well, it begs the question: Where are the monkeys? I think the monkeys were found earlier at his house. They were. I, I, I'm not entirely sure where they found him uh, oh, exactly, oh, but they found man. him about 20 miles away from the zoo. So there's your there's your good news update. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
Uh, biggest story of the day to me is is the Chinese spy balloon that's oh, yeah. just kind of traveling across the United States. Has it? Do you, do you think it's uh, claimed asylum status yet, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, actually, it's going to wind up in New York City demanding to be put up in a hotel room in Midtown. It's like a hotel, there's a balloon behind it in the back of the hotel, (laughs) bouncing up and down while it's tethered to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I... Yeah, you you know for a fact that there's a lot of stuff they're not telling us, and and maybe there's good reason that they wouldn't tell us. Maybe there are some national security implications there. I understand, but boy, it is frustrating that they're just like, well, so it doesn't weird. really pose a threat, and this has happened before, so whatever, move along, people. Nothing to see here. All right, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's on special assignment. Thank you so much for being here today on a day where we're tracking a Chinese spy balloon. That is flying over the United States of America. The Pentagon saying, oh, we're not really all that worried about it. Don't don't worry. We're we're keeping an eye on this thing, okay? All right. We're not gonna we're not gonna pop the balloon. We're not gonna shoot it down. Nothing crazy like that. We're just gonna let it survey the American homeland because that's what we do now. That's just how things are are done. I don't know, man. Remember Years ago, Trump was still president, and the Russians kept doing, like, flybys off the coast of Alaska, off, the, like, the far western uh, yeah. coast oh, yeah. of Alaska. Yeah, and do. so many people were like, why is Trump not doing anything? He, it's because he's in bed with the Russians. Right. <laughs> you know, all that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think that was a damn good impression of liberals in that time. Not bad. Yeah, no. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't. I didn't shriek nearly enough. But no. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I guess I, I have to ask the question: Why is Biden okay with the Chinese spying on us, man? It's a great question to ask. I mean, they don't have an answer for that. But they've just got this thing, and the most disturbing part of it is the Pentagon is saying, "Yeah, this happens from time to time." Yeah, nothing to see here. We, we're used they, to they it. They said, "Well, this happened, you know, in 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 uh, in administrations past. This isn't just about Joe Biden or anything like that." Well, why did Blinken cancel his trip then? Right, exactly. If it's I mean, just, if this is no big deal, then what's the deal, right? If this is just the normal course of business. Right. We're, yeah, well, we're why would why would Anthony Blinken cancel his trip? Yeah, it makes no sense. You you yeah. would think it'd be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. thanks for sending us that balloon." Yeah, I didn't get you anything. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I do believe the, uh, the balloon is claiming asylum here in the United States. So <laughs> Joe Biden is outfitting it with a smartphone. Not really sure what kind of smartphone a giant spy balloon would take. It uh, has seems an affair like... with Eric Swalwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Picture exactly. of him hugging the balloon. Yeah. So a, uh, the White House spokesman was asked, uh, uh, you know, hey, if the Chinese spy uh, balloon is violating our airspace, why not take it down? What's, what's the logic behind that? Thank you, Pat. Uh, You said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? Yeah, so, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options um, and considering the the size of the payload on this, 
looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage. Again, uh, running through the, the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air. And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. Now, now I know, again, I, I've heard some people scolding why are, why maybe have a little bit of humility and understand that this is more complicated than what you may see it as. I I understand that and I fully appreciate that idea. But right now the Chinese are making Joe Biden his little female dog. That's how the world will see this. That's how a person will just walking on the street uh will 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 process this because you're not really doing anything about it. You're just sort of saying, yeah, that's it. I mean, if my – listen, try to fly a drone, uh, just a Walmart drone over the White House someday and see how oh. many feds come out and take yeah. you down. Yeah, blank around and find out. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, guarantee I, I'm, you. I'm literally yeah. – I was saying that as a hypothetical. Do not try doing that unless no, you – No, absolutely not. Unless, unless you, you want to go, go to jail. See, unless yeah. you want to go see Southern Cuba in the next couple of months. <laughs> right, which you, know, you will. Don't, don't go to Gitmo, okay? Don't, don't do that just to no. prove the point here. But I, you know, but it's okay for a hostile foreign power to just put a spy balloon above our country. That's that's you know, a little bit weird. Well, another one of the interesting things about this is, and what I don't understand is, how do we know what the size of the payload is? I guess you can. You can. I mean, how do we know by the circumference of the balloon? Yeah, I, I mean, I they have ways of tracking that, and you know, it's it's just it's it's balloon. There's math, some very Scott. specific stuff yeah. that there's claiming. That I don't know how we would know, unless we had more information than we're leading on that we have. I right. don't know. And, you know, one thing that does cross my mind again is is I wonder if there is something more than just surveillance equipment on it, and they recognize that, you know, if they if they bring this down, something goes boom, and that may not be the case. That's, see, that's another thing. I don't I don't know that. But no, that, I don't know. But that's right. also something that they probably could not say to the public. But you know, I, I didn't really appreciate. The Pentagon spokesman getting all that snarky or getting all snarky about this when asked about, hey, you know, is, are, are y'all going to be providing periodic updates as to like where this spy balloon is? Yeah. And here, here was the back and forth with that. Is the, is the position of the balloon classified? Uh, Phil, right now, uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour by hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand it might be inconvenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and, and see where the balloon is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just look up in the sky and see where it is. All right. I mean, that, that's insane, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but but you can see it. I remember seeing the videos. And when, when all of this was developing last night, I first found out about it because people in Montana were tweeting video of it. Like, hey, there's the moon. I don't know what that is. Right. And yeah. I thought, OK, is this a hoax? What's going on here? And then, you know, wake up this morning and find out, oh, wait a minute. It's a Chinese spy balloon. That's not good. That certainly, at the very least, makes our country look very weak that we're not really doing anything about this. I mean, I, 
And I, the, the, the one talking point that has driven me crazy is saying, well, you don't want to do anything that might anger the Chinese. Screw that. They, they're doing donuts on our lawn. Why are the Chinese not worried about what they think of us? You know, why? Or what we might do. Don't say China virus. Right. It's offensive to the Chinese. <laughs> right. Don't say, you know, what the hell is going on here? It's weakness, man. It's weakness from top to bottom. You know, it's That's interesting it you bring up, and it's something I never thought about before. Maybe they are afraid of whatever car goes on there. Yeah. That it, it really could be awful. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Maybe there's a reason to believe that. I don't know. Well, yeah, because I look. I, I don't. Again, I don't know that. I'm just wondering why you don't blow it out of the sky. Because I'm not entirely believing the idea that you're worried about uh, debris falling down. No, because I mean, you could time it so it would go over an ocean, or you know. Well, that or an or, unpopulated area, or right. Give everybody a heads up. Hey, we're, I mean, it, yeah. it's not like I mean, if it's just sort of drifting in the wind. Uh-huh. You can more or less calculate where it's going to be going and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. It seems like you could give some people, uh, at least when it was over rural Montana, you could give people a, yeah. a heads up. Hey, by the way, this is going to be happening. And then just, boom, take it down. They said they were scrambling uh, fighter jets yeah, just to be on standby. So uh, anyway, it's... None of this really makes a lot of sense, and we'll be following it as this story develops, of course. Uh, Maybe some gender reveal thing. <laughs> it's 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 gonna. It turns out it's some it's some guy in Florida, right? Who's yeah. just doing the big gender reveal? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I I didn't mean to freak y'all out. I was just He's trying like, to. Trying to impress the misses over here. Looking for clicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I need more Instagram followers. Right. All right, there you go. Um, all right, elsewhere in the news, or whatever else is driving the news, uh, there was a, a, a fairly solid jobs report. At least the top-line number makes it look that way. You know, 500-something thousand jobs added for the month of January. That's good news. The labor market is, is seems to be very strong, except when you look again at the divergence between full-time employment and part-time employment, a lot of people are – it seems to me like sort of not necessarily just the gig economy, but, you know, part-time work is really making the numbers look great yeah. right now. Um, which is why it's so confusing because you've got other industries, uh, REI in Seattle announcing layoffs, not to mention tech firms, et cetera. There are a lot of companies that are looking at layoffs right now and uh, if they haven't already started, and yet the labor market is very strong for some uh, spots. That being said, uh, still people's, in real terms, their wages are going backwards because of inflation, because of the cost of groceries, because, I mean, gas is still very expensive. Mm-hmm. It's down from its peak from last summer, but it is still very, uh, very expensive. And so people are struggling with that. Healthcare costs have gone up again, um, even though Joe Biden said that they wouldn't. But we all knew that was a lie. Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, Joe Biden was asked about inflation in particular and whether or not he takes any responsibility for it. After all, he'll take responsibility for anything that seems good, but everything else just kind of happens to him. Uh, and he said, well, no, I'm not taking, I'm not going to blame myself for any inflation problems. Are taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. <laughs> Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. Yeah, it, well, it, it, mm, not really. <laughs> I, inflation was what one point four percent. Yeah, 
pretty good actually and then you came into office and you started giving away the farm and uh with the what american rescue plan and whatnot and mm-hmm. uh, well everything just kind of blew up and so uh, that's that's just a straight up lie too that we were hemorrhaging jobs jobs were returning they were coming back because states were opening back up and letting people right. back in yes. the door they yep. were allowing customers back in the door they were able to hire more so that's why you know whenever they say however many million million jobs they've created not really it's it, those jobs were just refilled in places like New York and California uh that's all there is to it and no inflation really wasn't getting out of control when he took over uh in January of 2021 so uh, but lying is all they really have because they're going to cling to these jobs numbers and you know uh, I guess if you're playing the cynical political game they should but it kind of hurts your case when you turn around and you just and you lie about everything else. Another interesting thing too the other day, speaking of jobs, that there are several blue states, Illinois included, who, by the way, have more people working from home than actually working on a job, uh, or or have more people working from home than anyone any other state does. Oh, gotcha. Let me okay, put it yeah. that way. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's better. Yeah. So so that's what's going on, and then again, your tax base. Because you can do that job from Boise, Idaho, yeah, is all of a sudden dwindling. Mm-hmm. Your state tax base, yeah, because people don't have to live there anymore. Nope, because they don't have to go into the office, they don't have to drive to the office, they don't have to do anything. So the, the, again, you've made your state so unappealing that they farmed all the work out. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a shell of some corporate that stays, but other than that, they're moving everything out because it's too expensive to do business there. Well, I mean, unless you're from a place like Chicago, who wants to hang a sign anywhere in that city right, right now? Nobody does. I mean, and a lot of these blue states are feeling the same thing. You got right. guys going wherever to, you know, to Texas, yeah. for instance, and they're doing the job for an Illinois company from Texas, yeah. from their computer at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they do it to themselves. I mean, that yep. just is what it is. I mean, I don't blame companies for doing that. Oh, absolutely not. But you, you don't even to. think about that. You yeah. know, when you talk about employment in a particular state or whatever, yeah. like, we got all these people working for us. Well, not really. <laughs> not, not, not really, actually. A no. lot of it is a mirage here. Right. Uh, coming up, uh, well, speaking of work, here's what happens to your health when you work more than 40 hours a week. We'll get to that, and we'll get you set up for the Friday Five. It's going to be a good one uh, this week. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Uh, point of clarification here as I'm listening to what the uh, Pentagon is saying now about this uh, Chinese spy balloon that's floating over the United States. They said that they've dealt with this before, but not this far over the mainland U.S., which makes it even more perplexing yeah, just, to me why you didn't blow it the hell out of the sky. Worried about debris, really? Uh, that makes no sense to me. It, it just looks like the White House, which is what would make the ultimate call, just completely froze. Which I don't know what you would expect from a guy who was like Joe Biden, who openly admitted uh, wanting to man down when we knew where Bin Laden was. 
Or he easy. He was saying I was the voice in the room saying, "Don't go, don't go." Take Bin Laden out. <laughs> so it's like they we got paralyzed with fear by a balloon. <laughs> I mean that that was over our nuclear arsenal. Really? It, and I I still don't know how long can this thing stay floating. They they said it's going to be over the United States for a couple more days. Again, I okay. it, it's bewildering to me. Again, Why, I, especially when it's over Montana and it's a sparsely populated area, yeah. and now it's too late. But why? Why you don't pull the trigger and just blow that thing out of the sky? It makes no sense. Yep, I wish they would have let the Duttons handle it <laughs> when it was flying over Montana. Right. <laughs> I was telling you during the break this weekend, I'm going to be test driving a semi-automatic shotgun. So, I mean, I guess <laughs> right. I'll 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 try to do my part. No, that, you do that. That's a joke. Do not shoot a shotgun straight up in the air, okay? No. Or any gun for that matter. What goes up must come down. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Just, 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 just let the military handle it or not. That's when know. the trouble starts. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't shoot at it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I, I saw this uh, survey or this study rather that looked into what can happen if you work more than forty hours a week. You know, a lot of us wind up working way way more than 40 hours a week, and I think one of them has actually happened to you. Uh, Scott, your risk of having a stroke or heart attack goes up. If you work more than 55 hours a week, that was associated with a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease compared to working 35 to 40 hours a week. Well... That and alcoholism and uh, addiction to cigarettes might have been part of it, too. Uh, but Well, those kind of go hand in hand, right? Yeah, right. You finally yeah. get off work, time to go booze and smoke. Go, go ease the pain. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Self-medication. You know, a lot of right, people exactly. do that. Yes. Uh, your risk of getting injured on the job goes up if, if you are in a riskier job, of course, because you're tired, you're not... Uh, you know, you're not as well rested. Your mental health worsens, uh, and of course, your work actually suffers because if you're on too many weeks in a row, more than 55 hours a week, the the performance tends to 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 wane a little bit. Not for when some. I started, when I first started back on the show, I was doing uh, two shows a day. Yeah, you were. Oh, we got to get set up for the Friday Five. Oh, we're gosh, doing yeah. uh, top five Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. People who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but who are not. The number is 210-619-2053. That's 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five. We'll kick it off next. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Jenny Markley is on special assignment tracking the Chinese spy balloon. It's flying over the United States as we speak. We'll be uh, following that. It's still just up there floating around Pentagon saying, eh, nothing we can do about it. We're just going to let this thing fly. Okay, that makes sense. All right. But anyway, it's time to let our hair down a little bit and uh, do the Friday Five. It always starts off like this. Oh, 
countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, it's the Friday Five. If you're new to the show, this is the countdown we do every week. It's just a little break from news, have a little bit of fun. Love it when you uh, play along with us here. Uh, and this week we're doing top five Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. People who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but shouldn't because the nominees came out yesterday. Um, and so we were thinking, hey, this might be a fun time. It does, it does require a little bit of research. And we were going yeah. back and forth on this yesterday. But I'll tell you, there are a lot of people here that, that it is shocking if you play along who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, it's it, it's mind numbing. It it really I mean, is. And a it lot is. of these a lot of these people I just assumed were yesterday. Yeah, and I learned they weren't. And I'm you, like, holy you, smoke! You find that list and you're just like going through. Yeah, Wait, this band isn't. This band isn't. I know. So, what are the criteria? How big was the band at the height of their powers? How huge was this band? Uh, how well does it stand the test of time? And how much do you personally like the artist or band? I want to say band or artist. Yeah, yeah. band or right. artist yeah. um, in, in this case. Uh, yeah. And sometimes it could be a person who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of a group but then had a stellar solo career yeah. and has been snubbed all of these years. So we'll, we'll, we'll be sorting all of that out as well. So be thinking about it a little bit. The number is uh, 210-619-2053, 210-619. Six one nine two zero five three. If you want to play along, it is always fun. We'll start off with Mary, and oh, I lost Mary. Let's go to uh, Woody in Vancouver. Hey, hey, Woody. Hey guys, love your show. There Thanks, once Woody. was a balloon that was high. It was sent by a Chinese spy. Let's make America great by making Rip Secretary of State and blow that bleep from the sky. There you go. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well done. Yes. That's poetry, yes. man. Yes. My band, Iron Maiden. Oh, man, you're going to have a yeah, great weekend. Right. That's a walk-off shot right there. Number one. You talk about a band that has staying power. I mean, I know radio is kind of ignored them a lot of times. But, man, they, can, they were packing stadiums for a long time. Still do. Huge band, obviously. Cannot believe it. What's interesting is I don't think this was the number one for any of them. But because we had so many different artists in the top five, yeah. that this wound up kind of sneaking in as number one. I'm so, not their biggest fan, but I respect what they've done. Yeah. So and, yeah, and I it, think Bruce Dickinson is one of these guys that fronts a metal band who's always the smartest guy in the room, too. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a smart guy. So, yeah, they, I think they're getting a shot this year, right? Or or did they uh, not make the cut? I think... I, trying to remember now i think they might be on the ballot yes. all right uh let's talk to noel in virginia hey Noel. greetings Governor. greetings hey, noel. Hey, noel. Hey. i understand that robin's now wearing codpiece to protect from the super galleria yes yes and chinese spy balloons titanium yeah yes, and I chinese spy balloons <laughs> Yes, and when he saw Scott on the stage of Baltimore, Lamar Jackson was heard saying, why the buddy pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, okay, I have a poem for show, and it is titled An Ode to Omar, and it goes like this. All Democrats are crazy loons, and I pray we'll be rid of them soon. But concerning Omar, 
Just send her afar off on the Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> Good one, man. Good That's, one. I like it. You pivoted, too, based on yeah. the news of the day. What are you thinking, right. top uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snub today? Well, unlike illegal invaders coming across our southern border, these foreigners have not been welcomed into Cleveland. Oh, foreigner, yeah. Foreigner, yeah. <laughs> This was one of the bands. I actually had them in my top five. Uh, I, I feel like they got did. snubbed off this list. This is one of the greatest saxophone solos of all time, by the way. It's Junior Walker. I mean, just came into the session, heard the track, and laid this down. Man. But, like, they had a string of hits, big band, test of time. Yeah. I mean, they've got a ton of songs that are still getting played on the radio, like right now, probably. Yep. Um, I, I mean, it is kind of crazy that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought they should be in the top five, but y'all were in a snubbing mood, I believe. So Yeah, I only saw them once, and that was on their first tour of America. Yeah. And they were headlining, I mean, stadiums. So I saw them in a basketball stadium. I was did, just, did you enjoy the show live in Just concert? a kid, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I found out then you could get dates easy with concert tickets. <laughs> Second go. date, much harder without concert <laughs> tickets. <laughs> All right, we're looking for the top five uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs, bands or artists that should be in but are not. Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, thanks for calling back, Mary. Hey, guys. Hi. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. What you got? Hey, this well, this might just real quick before I give my guess. Um, this might be for David's time. Before David's time, but maybe the balloon's looking for a dental floss farm over Montana. There you go, Frank Zappa reference. Got to like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm moving to Montana. Yippee I O K A. Yep. So um, the band I'm going to go with is Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist. Oh yeah, yeah. Number Definitely. three. Going It is great. I'm not the biggest Aussie fan. I think I'm kind of like where you are with Iron Maiden, yeah. Scott. Like, yeah, it is. It is wild because he had a huge career as a solo artist and not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is in with Sabbath, right? Right. But not as a solo artist. He just canceled his tours too. He said he won't he ever tour again. He can't do it physically he anymore. Can't do it. Yeah. He's. We're all told, right? <laughs> yep, definitely. <laughs> except the Rolling Stones. All right, except well, yeah. For some reason, I think dull. they yeah. they just did enough cocaine and out al- and drank enough alcohol that their bodies are pickled forever. So they're they're never going to die. I saw a picture of a, it was on Facebook the other day. A picture of a dinosaur holding uh, baby Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk to uh, Brian and Gresham. Hey, Brian. Hey guys, Aloha Friday. Oh, Friday is right. Yes. Hey, so this one, they're uh, uh, a 26 and 0 record. They're moving slower than a Chinese balloon over U.S. airspace and a bit faster <laughs> than Hunter Biden can try to remember if that's his actual computer. <laughs> Not only could they use more cowbell for Bruce Dickinson, but I'm going to nominate Blue Acer Colt with a record of 26 snubs, zero nominations. Kate Bush has four nominations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, BOC's got none. song I really wanted to use in this case was that was uh, Godzilla oh great song 
Yeah. I, that, that's a, that, that band does. I was never a big fan growing up of, of Blue Oyster Cult, but they do have a, uh, a special spot in my heart now because my daughter, when she was first born as a little, little baby, there were, that was one of the bands that if I put them on, she would calm down. Really? And we called her, you know, her code name on the show was Baby Chuck. Yeah. And so I would sing along while I'm changing her diaper, and I would say, oh, no, that diaper's got to go. Go, go, go Chuckzilla. And then <laughs> that became a thing. So anyway. I, I remember I saw them in the 70s, and they had the spinal tap moment was when this huge inflatable Godzilla came out from behind the stage with, like, laser beams coming out of the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, when you said Tina, you yes, yes. <laughs> All right, it is the Friday Five. We're looking for the top five uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs, bands or artists that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and yet are not. Uh, number one was Iron Maiden somehow, and I, I think just by virtue of having a diverse list among the three of yeah. us, Jamie, Scott, and me, uh, number one was Iron Maiden. Uh, number three was Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist. So we're still looking for numbers two, four, and five. Let's talk to Nick in the great state of Texas. Hey, Nick. Hey. Well, there's a lot that I would have suggested, but I think one of the more influential ones that has been snubbed for like 30 is Jethro Tull. Yep. Yeah, that's a good honor. I'm a big fan of J. Tull. Shows heavy horses. Wow. That was just for you. Deep Cut Friday, Scott. Yeah, I, I'm a Tull fan. I'll admit it. <laughs> Always have been. All right. I think we have time for uh, one more. Let's talk to Bill in Delaware. Hey, Bill. Yes. Hey, Bill. What you thinking? Hey, um, uh, the monkeys. The monkeys. You know what? I I feel like I forgot about those and they got snubbed. I, I forgot about them and they got yeah. This is hard too because everybody that could be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or should be and isn't, the, it's like height of their powers is a ten. Test of time is close to a ten. So it really almost comes down to your just personal stereo when it comes to putting this list together, and they just wound up not quite making right. the making the cut here. All right, we got a reset here. It's the Friday Five. We're looking for the top five Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs of all time, bands or artists that should be in and are not. The phone number, it's still time to get in if you want to play along, is 210-619-2053. That's 210-619-2053. We'll wrap up the Friday Five next. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robin, Jamie Markley on special assignment. All right, we're doing the Friday Five countdown we do every week at this time. And we're in honor of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations coming out. We're doing top five Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs. Now, we were talking about the band Boston yesterday. Yeah. I, and, oh, I, I, asked, I, I said I was going to put it in my five, and you're like, no, 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 they're already in. 
So that that's based on, and Jamie backed me up on this one. Yeah, he did. On a Google search, and the first result, you say Boston Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it says they were inducted in 2018. Yeah. However, they're not listed as inductees on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website. So I was guilty of passing along fake news, and I don't know what to do with this list now. Well, I, it's okay. I mean, my buddy Kenny shot me a note and said Boston, too, and I'm like, oh, I, I, don't th- I think they're already in. I thought they were already in. It so, says here. I mean, that's the top result there. They were put in in 2018. But apparently that is fake news. Very mm-hmm. frustrated. They should be in the top five. Anyway. Well, maybe uh, they, they, they had some ballots stashed in somebody's closet and didn't get counted. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, who knows? That's, I don't know. that's actually the classified documents that they found at right. uh, Joe Biden's home. All right, so, ballots. Anyway, yeah. we're doing this now admittedly flawed list. Yeah. <laughs> With well, Boston okay. being still here. Right, right, <laughs> right now, we're we sorry. Got number one, Iron Maiden. Number three, Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist. We're still looking for numbers two, three, and I'm sorry, two, four, and five. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to uh, Joey in Scranton, PA. Hey, Joey. Hey, it's your boy, it's your boy Joey here from Scranton, PA. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic, hey, man. Hey, so I used to I used to run with uh, with the real bad group of bad boys and and back in the day we were called the motley crew there you go all right <laughs> yeah. yes number yeah. two me and jamie's not here to appreciate that i use this uncle garbage song brandon tommy lee's ode to his son they tried to do a, a beth on this one <laughs> a little bit yeah all right. So Peter Chris could sing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk to uh, Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Oh, hey, guys. Happy Friday. I uh, was thinking of uh, this was a famous uh, husband and wife duo, and then the wife went on for the last 30 or so years. Uh, share. Yeah, man. You could make the case there, man. I mean, huge artist. I think the stat was. Uh, number one song on a Billboard chart for six consecutive decades. No one wow. else has ever done it. Man, think about that. <laughs> that is a career. So you can make the argument. I think she, no, she wound up just barely outside of my five because I think I am the only one on the show that has yeah, seen right. Cher live in, in concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's yeah. talk to Carl in Michigan. Uh, hey, Carl. Carl? Yep. Hey, man. What you got? What you got, Carl? Hey, it's really weird. I was going to put Boston on my list, and you guys, they said it wasn't on it. And then you were just talking about it. But the group I did get on with was REO Speedwagon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good honorable mention right there. Time for okay. me to Sold a yep. Oh, yeah, they did. I think you had them in your top five, right? I think so, yeah. If I remember, I don't know, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. Yeah. Somebody had them in the five. You could make the argument for every one of these people to be in the sure. top five. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the problem. It, it really just comes down more or less to your personal like. Let's talk to Arby in Oregon. Yeah, that's Eastern Oregon, by the way, not Eastern. Portland. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, okay, so you're saying that right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of a twofer. You got the guess who, obviously, and in turn, of course, that you know you have Boston Turner Overdrive. 
I, I can make an argument for them. Yeah, it's, it is kind of crazy that they're not in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here. Uh, all right, we got to start burning through the rest of the five here. Yeah, we do. Uh, again, uh, it's the top five Oscars, or Oscar, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snubs of all time. Uh, number one was Iron Maiden. Number two, Motley Crue. Number three, Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist. Uh, and we're, we were looking for numbers four and five. We'll just count them down here. Uh, here's number five. Number five. Stick sold a whole bunch of albums. Oh, yeah. They were a big band. They can still sell out concerts. I mean, yeah, that's, and Test of Time is really good. And I, I personally like that band a lot. And then, and then we get number four, and I am kind of surprised that uh, nobody got this one. Number four. Bill Collins. Making an appearance on the top five yet again. Yeah. All right. Good. Solid list. Solid list. Uh, apologies to the band Boston. I was yeah. taken in by fake news. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Biggest story of the day, of course. Uh, we should just start doing a countdown of top five balloon incidents of all time. <laughs> right. You got this Chinese spy balloon that's making its way across the United States. It's somewhere in mid-Missouri right now. That's what we've been Mild told. Mild stomping yep. grounds. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, again, to my friends back in mid-Missouri, don't shoot at it. All right? <laughs> I know the temptation's there. I understand. Yeah. All right? David doesn't think you can reach it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just don't do it. Ammo's too yeah. expensive. All right? right. Just right. just don't waste. Right. And don't kill somebody. Right. All right. Uh, so we'll be doing that, uh, giving you the update on that uh, spy balloon. Uh, and then, of course, the big trifecta from Scott Robbins. Coming up next, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Uh, got your big trifecta top three stories of the day coming up in just a couple of minutes. But uh, here's the update. Apparently, the uh, the Chinese spy balloon is over Missouri right now. Yeah. That's what we're hearing. I know there was yeah. a representative from Kansas uh, about an hour ago who said it was over northeast Kansas. So it's just making its way down there. The Chinese have said that it was just a mistake. It's a weather balloon, and it blew off course and <laughs> just mm-hmm. happened to fly right over where some uh, nuclear silos might be, uh, you know, military installations. Yeah, the Chinese Al Roker has been reporting that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And the Pentagon saying, well, you know, we're worried that if we shoot it down, debris is going to fly everywhere and it could hurt somebody. And I, uh, I, man, I don't know. You're telling me that you don't don't have the capability to take that thing down at all? I don't get it. None? Honestly, I don't. There's none. Somebody... Somebody help me with that one. Can can someone like I don't know fly up there with a with a, a, a safety pin or something and just pop it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, bow and arrow. It's it, it is it's shocking to me. It's 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 utterly demoralizing as an American that we're apparently our government, uh, along with the greatest military fighting force that has ever existed in human history, can't take down a damn weather balloon. 
Doesn't know how to do it. I, that, well, too too risky. Too risky. Yeah, better let them just you know survey all that stuff. Well, at least the Chinese government hasn't been buying up a lot of acres of farmland, right, Scott? No, they, oh, just oh, everywhere. Oh, yeah. wait, they have, huh? Yeah, everywhere. Okay. Yeah. So much so that there's some states considering moratoriums on it now. Well, yeah, I think I think the state of Florida actually did. Florida ban it. did. Um, yeah. I thought the state of Texas did too, but I, I could be, be you mistaken. Can't, you can't be buying up any more farmland. Yeah, I think because no. there are. I mean, in West Texas, a lot of a lot of land out there is owned by uh, Chinese nationals. Um, I but, like the BlackRock image changing going on too. Speaking of buying up things, oh yeah, where now they're just all about community and families. Oh, well, of course. Well, they own yeah. a lot of neighborhoods now, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so of course they're about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're your. So, we are your landlords now. It's like, Good luck, Black America. Rock has a city everywhere yep. in the United States. Pretty much, yeah. They've got a subdivision in Idaho yeah. or Illinois or Ohio <laughs> or what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just can't wait to uh, to move to the city of Amazon. <laughs> right. There's a, it's actually uh, the next civil war is not going to be north or south or east or west or anything like that. It's going to be based on the uh, the mega corporation or hedge fund bro who runs your territory. Yeah, That's when you go when be. you move to Amazon, you'll live in a box. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a nice box, but <laughs> no, it'll be a nice box, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we're we're tracking this big Chinese spy balloon that apparently our, yeah. our military is helpless against. Helpless. Yes. Can't yeah, do anything. Like about it. It. Yeah. Can't. All right. Nothing. Nothing. I, I still go back to, and again, I, I don't have any inside knowledge of this, but it just seems to me that you would have a plan to do it unless, to take it down, unless you were worried about something that was on the device that is being floated by that balloon. Unless you were worried that there was some some sort of weapon on there that could go boom in a bad way. It just doesn't make any sense to me otherwise. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that you would just say, yeah, we're not, we're not going to worry about it. We got this surveillance drone flying over the United States, and it's not a big deal. That, that, the only thing that makes sense to, sense to me is that they're actually worried about what that thing is carrying. Um, but again, I have no inside information on that. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, that's just you know, a hypothesis, I'll say that. All, All right. right. Are you ready for your big trifecta, Yeah, Scott? let's roll, baby. All right, let's, let's go. go. Are you ready? One, two, three. my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. All right, it's the top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. Uh, usually we're joined by Casey Kasem, but he's out with... He, he always takes days off with Jamie. Yep. Well, hey. when Markley leaves, he jumps into the bag. Well, exactly. It's something it in his contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So number three, uh, another side effect of uh, open borders policies. Uh, ranchers, you're telling me, are looking at this disease that's affecting their cattle. This is crazy. The uh, Biden administration, you know, the border policies are a mess. Influx of uh, immigrants. Ranchers now are increasingly concerned that they will bring with them a highly contagious virus that could ultimately cost billions of dollars and decimate their livestock. Foot and mouth disease is what they're talking about here. Highly contagious, affects cows, pigs, and sheep, and other animals with cloven hooves. Now, the problem, they say, is not that they're bringing in other animals. The problem is they have... What they have on their shoes. Yeah, feces and stuff. When their feet, when they come into the country illegally, and we don't know they're here. There's no testing for this. 
Our border is so porous that this disease is likely to come in, and it will be disastrous for our industry. And frankly, I don't know how it's been legit, uh, how it's been kept out to this point in time. In other words, they're surprised they don't already have it. Yeah. Now, again, this hasn't happened since, what, 1939, mm-hmm. an outbreak of this. But because of where we sit right now and how things are going, they're bracing themselves for this. Oh, man. If that happens, we're in deep trouble. Well, yeah. We're I mean, in just... deep trouble. When you start wiping out herds of cattle. Well, I mean, look at what happened with poultry and egg prices. I mean, like mm-hmm. during the pandemic, you know, you had uh, uh, you had people in the poultry industry who had to kill off a bunch of their birds because the slaughterhouses and the processing facilities were closed down. Uh, and then the cost of chicken went up. And, and now the cost of eggs is up because of avian flu. Now, imagine if you have uh, a whole lot of cattle that come down with this disease and you can't sell the meat anymore. That's not right. a good idea. That, you that, you got to put them down. You can't yeah. sell them, period. It's just Oof, a loss. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. brutal. Uh, 6,000, by the way, 858 migrant encounters at our border every day. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It is absolutely 6,858. Yeah. Don't say invasion. No, don't, don't say invasion. That's hateful. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that's, that's racist, we're told. God, you uh, know, these are things you don't even think about as a sidelight to what's going on. Right. I mean, you think about all the other problems it brings with it. This is not one I even thought of. Yeah. Man. Gosh, dang. All man. right. Uh, so That's that, cheery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, the yeah. trifecta. It's the top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins. We're down to number two. Uh, an Iowa woman was pronounced dead, except she wasn't actually dead, you're telling no, me. No, she wasn't dead. An Iowa care facility facing thousands of dollars in fines after a woman was mistakenly pronounced dead, taken to a funeral home, only to wake up and gasp for air. Golly, this is my this is one of my ultimate fears, man. You got to make sure, Van Camp. You or Markley have got to make sure that I'm really not here. I'll go. 60, I'll go check your pulse. Yeah, yeah. The 68 year old woman was at a place called Glen Oaks Alzheimer Special Care Center. She'd been there since early December of 2021. She then moved into a hospice care facility. The facility now faces big problems. Uh, over time. Staff members noticed that her health had diminished, and she was pronounced dead. When staffers noticed, quote, her eyes were open and fixed, and there was no breath sounds. So a funeral home was called, and the woman's body was uh, then taken. At 7.38 p.m., a funeral home director and a licensed practical nurse placed the woman's body inside the body bag, zip it shut. They both said, hey, no signs of life here. At around 8.28 p.m. that night, the funeral home staff member unzipped the bag and saw the woman's chest moving, and she gasped for air. Golly! Man. They called 911. So responders arrived, and they were able to record a pulse on this woman. Golly. She lived, by the way, for another couple of weeks after that in hospice care. Yeah. So they, they didn't, like, check her pulse or anything? They just, like, eyeballed it? Like, oh, we don't it hear anything. Like, that's insane, man. <laughs> Back them up. Let's go. Yes. We need room for the beds. Holy smoke, Wow. Man. That is crazy, man. Uh, and, and, the, and the story, too, they say, well, she died peacefully, surrounded by family. Well, yeah, they were already there. Oh, yeah. For the funeral. <laughs> Oops. 
Golly, jeez, man. <laughs> All right, I'll call that. You know, I mentioned it before that my one of my bucket list items is faking my own death. I'll just yeah. recruit whoever made that decision to to yeah. call it. To call just me have dead. fixed eyes and yeah. shallow breathing, if yeah. none at all. Hold your breath for yeah. a while. Hold, hold my breath for a couple minutes. I need to train. Till they zip up the bag. Yeah, zip up the bag, and then I'll start breathing again and kicking But let around. somebody you know, one of us, alert us yeah. to the fact that come unzip the bag, dudes. Right. Well, yeah, and don't put me in the incinerator. <laughs> right. No. Right. No, no, no. All right, and now we're down to number one in the trifecta, yeah. top three stories of the day with Scott Robbins. Uh, you're telling me Joe Biden took out a big home equity line of credit last December? This is so weird. I didn't, uh, President Joe Biden took out a $250,000 line of credit on his Delaware beach house in December. This was uh, finally revealed. That gave him the ability to tap resources as the feds began a classified document probe. Mm. The mortgage, a home equity line of credit, allows Biden to tap into the equity built up in the house, which is $2.74 million, by the way. Wow. The FBI this week searched that home. The loan came about a month after the number two discovery by Biden's lawyers of documents marked classified. Now, none of us knew at that time. Yeah. They didn't tell us, but they found him. I mean, was this to pay attorneys for Biden? It must have been. Or for Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden, maybe? I don't know, man. I mean, it it does. You you see moves like this, especially because, as you pointed out, none of us were aware of the classified documents being hoarded at his house or at his think tank. Uh, It really does reek of a cover-up. Like, they knew something was bad. And something was coming out of it, so you might as well. You got to get some cash here. You got to get some liquidity, right? Because you got to pay the lawyers. Is the guy short on cash? I don't know. See, that's another weird thing about this. I mean, he's got three different residents. Yeah, but, you know, inflation's hurting all of us, Scott. That's a pretty significant draw on equity, though. Yeah, yeah it really is. That's, that's a lot of money. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, That's the trifecta, top three stories of the day, according to one Scott Robbins. We'll have an update coming up on the uh, Chinese spy balloon that's over the United States of America. Also, Nimrod's in the news coming up. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley's on special assignment. Uh, well, we've still got this Chinese spy balloon hanging around. Uh, Richard Engel with NBC News tweeted out something uh, saying, quote, a U.S. military official I've known for a long time dismissed the Chinese balloon threat. What are they looking at over Montana? Cattle? What about phones in everyone's pocket or TikTok? They give away far more information. Seems more like a psyop than a real surveillance threat. Okay. Okay, then respond. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of it. With all of it. Ban yeah. TikTok today. What are we waiting on? Sure. I mean, absolutely. We decouple, take away, neuter, absolutely, China's ability to easily spy on American citizens. The, this balloon floating around the U.S. doesn't doesn't really change any of it. 
It's like it, 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 so. Anyway, he goes on to, to say a person directly familiar with the matter matter tells NBC News on Chinese spy balloon, "We do it to them with satellites and drones." Okay, but we're 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 the United States of America. We're supposed to be like on our own team, right? So what if yeah. we do it to them? And, right, and so what? <laughs> okay, and what? We just allow it to happen to us then? Yeah. That's okay then. It must be okay. I mean, imagine, after all, we do it. Imagine if you're you're the defensive coordinator for a football team, and the other team just runs all over you and score like puts up fifty some odd points on you, and you say, "Well, the other team runs against the, uh, our defense as well." Or you know, I mean, like we do it to them too. Yeah, that, yeah. That coach Doesn't would be fired. Sense. No, I just I hate that. <laughs> well, well, our offense tries to score touchdowns too. You know. Two. Well, and so what? Right. They say, well, there are far more dangerous threats. Oh, okay. Then let's address those too. Absolutely. Let's, let's get aggressive with it. Then roll it all up into one big ball I and mean, get, let, be done with it. Let's yeah. go. If there was ever a time to start really in earnest decoupling from China, it is now in the wake of a pandemic that they started, and we realize, oh my gosh, we are so heavily reliant on China for uh, medical gear. And equipment. Maybe yeah. We need to start that process like yesterday um, to decouple from them because we cannot just say, yeah, I know, we spy on them too and whatever. Uh, yeah, we can have this giant balloon that's basically a big middle finger from Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good look on the world stage. I am so tired of just abject weakness, man. It's terrible. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, U.S. military goes and bombs Beijing over a balloon. Of course not. No, no. But this whole but thing you need, of... You, you know, accident or not, this can't happen. And when it happens, we're going to shoot it down. Well, of course. Fair warning. Don't do it. If you do it, it's going to happen time and time again. Well, bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. And if we sent a balloon over there that was U.S., I guarantee you would already be on the ground. Already. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was... Would a, have immediately been on the ground. There was. I forget what part or where it, where it was flying now, but uh, it was a few years ago. We had a fighter jet in the air, and, and the Chinese government forced it to land. Yeah. So, let I mean, come on. <laughs> right. What are, we, no, what are mean, we doing here? I just like that. We do it. So, after all, we got to let them do it, too. <laughs> no. no. No, we really don't, no, we actually. Don't. But no. okay, okay. Uh, no. if that's the world you want to live in, yeah. uh, keep voting Democrat. All right, right. Uh, it's time for Nimrods in the News. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Nimrods in the News. Uh, this is a crazy story out of the state of Minnesota. Uh, a woman is facing charges after assaulting her boyfriend with a whole chicken. Whoa. Her, her name is Natalie uh, Brummer. She's 36. It happened Wednesday night. They'd just gotten home from a bar. Yeah, maybe some maybe some drinking was involved yeah. here. Yeah. A boyfriend told police that on their drive home, she kept hitting him and spitting on his face. Not really clear what she was mad about, but once they got home, she grabbed an entire chicken and hit him in the back of the head with it. Then he called 911. Uh, not not really sure if the chicken was raw, cooked, or frozen, but he had some chicken residue in his hair when the cops got there. Oh, so Natalie's facing charges for domestic uh, assault and obstructing police because she resisted when they tried to handcuff her. Uh, turns out she attacked the same guy in 2021. That case is still pending. They've been together over 10 years. At that yeah, point, pro- you just walk yeah. away, right? <laughs> If I hit him in the head with that, he'll be growing feathers out of the back of his head now. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's Nimrod's in the news. This yeah. is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Show.